0: Welcome back to First Draft Phil. My name is Phil Lagert, and this is the show where we talk about worship, music, and following Jesus. And today's guest is an artist named Daniel Mulkey. Daniel is a country and worship artist, and you'll see in today's episode how those things work together in his life. Now, I was on the phone earlier today with a friend of mine from Australia. Uh, I lived in Australia for uh, about seven years. My wife is Australian. Two of my kids were born in Australia. and uh, as I was on the phone with my friend earlier today, he was giving me a hard time because he said my accent has changed. It, it's a funny thing, you know when when you live in a certain place for a certain amount of time, you can uh, tend to, to pick up, the accent, even if you're not trying to do it. Uh, I know that when I did live in Australia, um, you, I, I would find myself uh, ending my sentences with a question, which is a very Australian thing to do. It sounds uh, sentences, even though they're not questions, sound like questions um, like I just did right there. And so, anyway, all of that to say, my friend was giving me a hard time because he said that my accent sounded uh, even more and more American and even more and more Southern. Well, we've been living in Tennessee now for about a year, and so you're going to hear today on this episode... Especially where I'm talking to Daniel, uh, a country artist, um, you're going to hear me. Uh, it's kind of funny because at a few times I definitely slip back into my roots. You know, I did grow up in the South, so I, I had come by an accent legitimately. All of that to say, today's episode is really fun. Man, um, I have really enjoyed listening to Daniel's music um it is so good i mean i just encourage you to check out his album i'll put a link to that in the show notes super well produced he's got a great voice and just some very good songwriting and so i just encourage you guys to check him out um so without further ado uh let's get into my conversation with daniel mulkey
1: If you're for a friend? I can be there for you. If you ain't got nobody, I can be the one that you talk to. But if you're looking for something to change your life, there's just one answer. His name is Jesus Christ. So if you need healing, reach for His nail scars. It's faithful and true those are things only Jesus can do
0: I am so excited about today's episode guys one of the things that I have loved about um, moving and if you paid attention to my journey for a while you might know that about a year ago my family picked up and we moved. Uh, right outside of Nashville, and I have really enjoyed getting to know new music and new musicians um, from the, the, the church that I go to to uh, just the people that um, just seem to, I mean, I do live in Music City or close to it, so people have come out of the woodwork, but even like a former pastor and friend of mine reached out to me recently to connect me with a musician who's moved into town. All of that to say as an intro to my guest, Daniel Mulkey. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Okay, Daniel Mulkey's my guest. Welcome to First Draft, Phil. It's good to be here. Daniel, the first thing I like to do, and this will be good because at the same time that you're introducing yourself to listeners, you're introducing yourself to me too because we don't know each other at all. So this will be really cool. So, what the first thing I like to do is just give people a sense of who is Daniel Mulkey. uh, How'd you grow up? How'd you come to faith in Christ?
2: Man, uh, so I grew up in Northwest Georgia. Um, Grew up in a in a you know, Bible-believing household, we were always going to church. If the doors were open, that's where we were. And, um, okay. you know, in, in my area, if uh, if you turned on the radio, you'd hear bluegrass, you'd hear Southern Gospel, and you'd hear CCM coming out of Atlanta. Okay. And so yep. um, that's kind of—and uh, and, and additionally, worship, that's kind of my, my style of music. You know, I started playing, um, teaching myself guitar at the age of 12. Um, um, started uh, leading worship around that time in my youth group uh, that uh, started to become a part-time gig for me you know by the time on the weekends and stuff uh, by the time um, you know probably 18 I was doing that pretty consistently okay and then uh, at, at that same church where I started leading worship when I was 12 uh, I met my wife for the first time who's uh, about two and a half years older than me and at the time she's like I don't want, you know, I'm not interested, you know, but here I am in love, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. And so we were we were best friends for many years. And then uh, in 2016, we started a date. Uh, 2019, we got engaged. Late 2019, early 2020, uh, around COVID, we got eloped because of the restrictions. And um, uh, January of 21, we had our son, Jacob. And then awesome. March of this year... We had our daughter Olivia. Wow, so man! Life has life has been an uh, an absolute whirlwind, and in in between, you know, before Olivia's birth and soon after, that's when we were working on the album, and yeah, so wow. um, it has been just a whirlwind. And earlier this year, you know, um, I transitioned from being worship being a part time thing on the weekends. I was traveling and leading worship. to. I went through three months of unemployment. It was a God thing. God connected me to a church here in Augusta, Georgia, and if anyone follows golf, that's the that's the main mecca yep. of golf, yep. you know. Yep. And uh, which I I cannot golf, so I don't I don't. Have Neither can I. You're in good company. Fun. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a worship leader here at a multi-campus church, and there's no doubt that God has absolutely uh, just intervened in my life, and now I get to do use it full time. Uh, so, and uh, it's a church that. That supports my ministry. Hey, Daniel, you go out and sing as much as you want, and we'll be right here Sunday mornings. You come back. And I mean, it's just you couldn't ask for a better family to support us. And uh,
0: that's awesome, man. This
2: this is where we're at now. They say a man should never be
1: alone. And where you find family, you will always have a home. So I'm treating this as a gift sent straight from God's throne And I've read where He calls us His children And that He will never leave or give us up And it's in the eyes of my child that I see love running wild Cause He knows He will never be alone As we fight for each other
0: Wow, that does sound like a lot, a lot of change in your life in the past five years. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, let's back up just a little bit, because uh, you said you grew up in church, which I, I did too. Yeah. And um, you know what's so funny? I can even hear, here, here's here's just a little funny aside, is I can hear myself. <clears throat> I grew up in Atlanta. My, my mom Don't and what? dad are both from from, uh, from the South, and so yeah. every time, like, I, I haven't lived in the South a lot over the past... Um, you know, uh, um, over my the married part of my life, yeah. But every time I talk to somebody from the South, I can automatically hear my accent changing to go right back. In. It just slips right back in. And we moved, That's we true. moved back to Tennessee a year ago. And my kids, I think we were in a drive-through or something, and my kids are like, "I must have ordered a sweet tea or so." I don't know what I said, but there I, I and 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 my da- my kids are looking at me like, "Dad, what are you doing?" I'm like. I I don't, it just, it just happened. It just happened to
2: me. It kind of disappears when I start singing, but I can't hide it when I'm just. No, I just wanted to say that
0: to you, that if you hear me talking more Southern, it's just because it naturally comes out. So anyway.
2: It it sounds proper to me. Anything uh, (laughs) more proper than me, uh, you know.
0: So, so you grew up in the church, um, and, um. A lot of my listeners will know what that's like uh, uh, to have grown up in the church, and and my former guests, several of them, also grew up in the church. And a follow up question I'd like to to ask it and uh, just hear your take on that was was there a moment for you when when your faith wasn't just your parents' faith, but it became like your own, and you, you like you really started to say, "Oh yeah, the, God is real to me, Daniel, not just my parents."
2: I was thinking about uh, that the other day. Um, It was, uh, I think I was like seven or eight, and uh, we were at a friend of ours uh, revival that he was putting on in a local, you know, small little country church. And um, it wasn't, uh, he was preaching on um, hell and the reality of what that looks like without Christ. Mm. And I wasn't... Um, it wasn't like I was afraid. Well, obviously everybody's afraid to go to hell in some way, but it wasn't that it wasn't the most, it was like, Oh, I need to, I believe this, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to go through the process of, but you know, it's setting him into my life. I don't, I want to be with God. That's who I'm putting my trust in. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to go to hell and, and, uh, I just remember, um, and many times in my life, I've had these experiences where God, just an abundance of peace and assurance, you know, mm. similar to what I have now in the season of life I'm in now, knowing I'm walking in the will of God. And I remember just even as a young kid feeling that in that church view. And and I walked. It was funny because he's a church friend. I'm sure he's preaching and that kind of thing. And I just remember just getting up out of my seat, and walking to him and be like, I want to get saved. I want this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it you know it wasn't it was just very natural and uh it wasn't cued by like you said it wasn't someone else's it was my own personal it was that holy spirit saying now's the time yeah and um and i'll never forget that so that's that's a powerful moment i'm sure i'll write about it someday but um and i kind of did on on a love called my name on the album it kind of speaks on you know that moment where where the holy spirit says hey, I'm calling you out It's time, follow me, you know, leave it all behind. And so um, that that was my kind of love called my name moment, you know. It wasn't on a
1: mountaintop with blue skies, but on a rugged cross where Jesus bled and died. This place full of sin and shame became beautiful to me Cause that's where love, He said
2: I think um, a lot of the songs, the way the writing is, you could have if we had uh, Foster Farrell is the one who produced it. And he's a Nashville native and um, traveled, played country guitar on the road for a handful of artists and is producer and writer now. Okay. And um, uh, I went into it knowing that, hey, Foster, I want this to be a Christian country worship album. And, he, and it's like, we, we knew exactly what that meant. You know, if you listen to the song, even on a worship, a uh, congregational worship track like Unexplainable, you have pad and keys and lead guitar, but you also have a slide guitar in there, you know, yeah. uh, dobro and and different things like that. So I knew it's like, hey, we want to take this collection of instruments and, and do these songs justice, but also, hey, you know, this is a self-funded album. There isn't. No one else. This wasn't even crowdfunded. Right. This was literally me saying me and my wife coming alongside me and us saying, you know what? We believe in this and um, we're just going to do it. Like and uh, thankfully, I have a family that's supporting me 100 percent and just right there with me. And anyone who's in the music industry knows, like, even an indie album, it is crazy, all the, all what it takes to make it happen. And so, absolutely, man. And, and I, I mean, not only
0: that, like, like, just sticking with the, um, the, the sort of confluence of, of instruments and styles there. Not only that, I I would say, like, um, just that the lyrics, let's, let's talk about unexplainable. Um, the lyrics of that song, they're, they're, you would say they're a worship song, but they're, but it's definitely got that country feel to it, and it's got mm-hmm. it's got the um, something like you can hear the tag uh, at the end of it, like you could definitely hear like that kind of writing is the, a country style writing. So it's just uh-huh. just a really cool. I, I love yeah. that man. It's really cool. Um, Maybe just go, go on just a little bit more personal. Um, talk, talk about the story behind that song, because I know that there's a, a really cool story about Revelation and your experience of God's faithfulness in that. Well,
2: basically, it's funny, my writing, me being a worship leader, you would think, um, you know, I'd be, I really don't write a ton of worship songs because of my country, Southern gospel, it's very story based. And and I think that has a lot to do with, I was never really full-time serving at a church. I was always doing in filling roles. And so even now as a, uh, as a worship leader full-time, I can tell my writing is beginning to shift to writing for my congregation uh, specifically. And so I was in my apartment. This was before me and Emily got married and, um, I was, you know, I was doing all the things, praying. The Bible's open. There's worship music playing. God, get, you know, I was calling on Chris Tomlin, Lord, get, you know, <laughs> someone, someone give me a good worship song. Nice. And, and I'm just, um, I just, I was reading that verse where it talks about whole, talking about the holiness of God. And um, it's like, okay. Yes, he's holy. Let me trust in him. Okay, but what has he been to me personally? He's mm-hmm. he's been faithful through every storm. He's never let me down when I've walked away like a prodigal son. He's always welcomed me back with a robe. And so mm-hmm. it's like it get, in those verses it gives people um, it lets people declare what God has been to them, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and then ultimately getting to the place to where it's like you know. God, even though you've done all of this, you're still infinite in your sovereignty, in your holiness, and I'm just going to trust in you. I'm just going to fall into that eternal holiness and sovereignty that is God. And so um, that's kind of where that song came from, and it it turned into one of my favorites. I remember we were playing that in the studio, and you know I had been living with the songs for a while, uh, a couple years at this point, and I remember the guys looking up, and these were very— Best of the best musicians who hear these songs every single day in the And I remember one guy looking up the band and like, This is a really good song. I was like, really? That's like, got yes. that's got to feel you know, good. That that always feels good. Yeah. Oh, it it was funny because when we were playing the demos, that's when it's nerve wracking because it's like all me doing all the parts of the studio and these people who. And uh, but yeah, that did feel good, and it just helped me know it's like okay, I definitely heard from from the Lord on that one, you
0: know. I love it, man. I love it. Well, it's a great song, and I just I encourage my listeners to check it out.
1: You specialize in the impossible And you're strong enough to move the immovable Wise enough to speak the un. back with us You're so faithful, you're so faithful,
0: just unexplainable. Have you had a chance to play these songs out and get some uh, good shows in with them?
2: Yeah, I did. Um, the, the album just came out a few weeks ago and uh, we're about to go into the holidays, so I'm not Um, We're working on booking dates for next year mainly, but something exciting is in the Augusta area where I leave work at Trinity Baptist. um, uh, We're doing a a release party for it uh, this Sunday night. And so we're doing a big, so a buddy of mine is like a nationwide renowned uh, guitarist and he's playing with me. And um, we're just going to have a great time. So this is going to be kind of the first official concert that we're doing just to get a feel of the set and kind of tell some stories behind it. But what's cool about it, and uh, this is the first time have even talked about it, we're actually recording it. And and so that's going to be a really cool thing. So not only will we have the studio album, but also the live. Um, That'll be amazing. Are you nervous? No, it's no. going to be good. OK, because I, I'm just uh, it's it's my home. It's my church family. And yeah. we've been rehearsing the mess out of it, so I'm okay. just ready to get it. I'm ready to roll now.
0: <laughs> now, are you are you the type of person who like? Uh, do you still get nervous when you're doing stuff, or like, or, 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 or are it kicks in and then you sort of forget about the nerves?
2: Yeah, it'll. Um, uh, I noticed actually this past Sunday I didn't have any nerves, which was rare for me because usually I'll have just a little bit of jitter and then it goes away once your mind kind of is in sure. the zone. Um, but yeah, I, I imagine right before the service uh, Sunday, I'm going to be pretty excited and and uh, so it helps. It keeps yeah. the energy up. So sure, sure. Keeps you, keep, keep keep you, keep you honest. Keeps you honest. Keeps you real. Yep, for sure.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well. Is there anything else you want to share, man, about uh, about the, the songs or your heart or like what's your what's your hope? What's your goal for these songs when you when somebody listens to uh, this album and these songs and what will be your prayer for them? Uh,
2: you know, uh, I named it real because of a, a quick story. My wife and I went to a Christian concert and uh, we saw a prominent artist on the front row of that concert. And um it was just I'm not really going to go into a lot of detail, but they were not performing that night. But it was obvious they were really going through personal issues mm. uh, having to do with addiction. And mm. uh, that artist actually came out just a couple months ago and talked about that, yeah, that wow. struggle. And um, I remember that artist walking right by me. And uh, in that moment, in retrospect, it was like, you know, Daniel, you should have said, knowing what they were going through, it's like just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm here for you. I don't know what's going on, but I, you know, could I do this? Could I pray for you? Yeah. And that's one thing I regret. And um, you know, my challenge is we we've got to start being real with one another as Christians. Whether you're the person that's going through it. Or the person that's seen someone else go through a problem, we've all been there. We've all yeah. experienced that's on great. different levels.
0: Yeah,
2: we've got to be there together as Christians because the world is hard enough as it is. We've got to be there to support one another. Like even like in the, in one of the Psalms, family, the bridge talks about. It doesn't matter if you have the last name because we serve the one who died just so we can stand beside one another and call each other family. It's a family that God's given us. And we got to hold each other, not only accountable, but we got to hold each other up and give each other strength when, mm-hmm. when one is falling and, and yeah. having trouble. And so um, I, I, I remember leaving that concert that night and humming the melody. I want to be real. And at the time it was, I was, you know, uh, in a way, almost like looking at myself now in a most judgmental way toward that person. Hmm. But really, it turned out to be me who needed to be real.
0: Yeah, wow. Because it
2: was like, look, Daniel, you, you're not perfect. Hmm. You're looking at this person thinking this and that. But you should have been the one. I think in that situation, God looks more down on me than he did him. Hmm. Because hmm. he was in the right place. Hmm. Even amongst his addiction, he was in the place filled with Christians, yeah. and here I was as a Christian that missed the opportunity to minister. Mm, wow. And so, both sides, you know, yeah. that's a powerful experience that really shaped the vision of, of the album and the message.
0: That's a good word for all of us, I think, man, uh, and, and yeah, and I think definitely we've all, <laughs> many of us have been in places where we've had that uh, moment of realizing where, oh, yeah, my heart was not quite right there, but thank thank God mm-hmm. He's patient with us and He He leads us. I love that you you to me when you're telling that story. It sounds like you know you caught that. You know we all have these moments of catching these melodies or these ideas, you know, for later. But then, mm-hmm. um, thank God you were you were faithful to sit with it for a while and see the fullness of what God was saying and not just mm-hmm. the, the initial part mm-hmm. of it. I love that.
1: Don't wanna stand on stage Let the light hit my face And not believe a single word I'm singing I can't go another day Acting like everything's okay When my world is in pieces I want to be Help me to live like who I claim to be Break down my walls and let all people see That You take what's broken and You make it ill Oh God, I just want to be I want to be real
0: well I, I I think people are, are really gonna love your album man and and and, I, and I'm, I'm praying it goes amazing for you and for everybody who's gonna come to your your show this Sunday now when this podcast comes out the show will have already come and gone so we'll have to check back in <laughs> with, we'll have to check back in with you but uh, in the meantime yeah. people can check check the, check your music out Daniel, what's the best place for people to find out uh, about you more about you and what you're doing?
2: My website has it all. It's Daniel Mulkey, dot com, And that has all my contact information. Uh, we're booking dates for 2023, and we're going to push it really hard. Uh, Holt International is actually coming alongside of me and, and supporting the tour. And so it's very doable for many venues, many churches of various sizes. So okay. I'm really excited about what God's doing. So.
0: Yeah, cool. Awesome, man. Well, God bless you, brother. It's been so good to meet you and and talk to you more, and uh, all the best and and whatever God's laying on your heart. Let me say a prayer for you real quick. Is that okay? Absolutely. Lord Jesus, thank you for Daniel. I thank you for his heart, his uh, ministry, the songs you've given him, um, uh, the the people that you've led him to, um, and, and Lord... We just want what you want. We want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. so as he's playing these songs, as he's um, leading worship, God, just lead him and guide him and um, open the right doors for him and um, and just have your way. And we just thank you and praise you for all you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Daniel, thanks so much for being on my podcast, man. And uh, we look forward to hearing what God, God does. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man.
1: I was once a broken man, defined by the words of my hand that failed to see the light of day. Then your love came and found me, picked me up and surrounded me, made me. Now walking in your grace This love can't be
0: replaced Hey, go check out Daniel Mulkey's music. His album is called Real. You can check him out at danielmulkey.com uh, He's on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you listen to music. Um, it is a great album. I, I sincerely mean that. He, he is... Um, uh, these songs have been in my head, and it's um, just so well done. Like I said before, really great songwriting. And I know some of my listeners are uh, actually responsible for inviting guests, musical guests, to events. So um, consider Daniel. He, he, um, he's just a great guy. Um, it was great getting to talk to him a little bit, um, and a fantastic worship leader and songwriter. So reach out to him uh, on Uh Thanks for listening to this week, guys. Um, tune in next week for another episode of First Draft Phil. God bless.